Welcome back, Bang Gang, to this very special Halloween episode of Slayer Layer. In this week's episode, we'll be discussing the season finale of season one, Prophecy Girl. I'm Chris. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jen. And this is Slayer Layer. Okay, Bang Gang, we made it to episode 12, the season finale. In Prophecy Girl, we are going to encounter some, like, Downton Abbey feeling. <laughs> Why? Why um, do you keep calling it that? It's true, <laughs> though. It does. I did not. I am so excited to hear your take on that because I did not get that. But yes, let's go. Let's. I can't I wait to talk. I get that so hard. I think this is okay. the most so Especially with, like, the sad piano. <laughs> yes, there's sad piano. <laughs> At one point, there is a single tear from Buffy. <laughs> okay, that, that's face. true. That's Dude, true. yes, it it is hard <laughs> on that. It is also an episode full of like classic Buffy misdirections and roundhouse kicks. So there's some like comfortability to lean on as well. I don't really want to give anything away. I'm realizing. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll just jump right in. Sounds yeah. Great. Cool. So, so the episode begins with a like i said a bit of a misdirection where we have xander appearing to confess his love to willow what did you guys think did you feel like this was really happening i knew he just was being a dick (laughs) and practicing (laughs) for someone else (laughs) yeah totally i did too and i definitely or i was like is this a weird dream again (laughs) with a guitar solo yeah (laughs) okay wait i want i do want to preface for the listener that this we're back to hating xander we're back to hating absolutely hating how he treats his friends wait i have a question okay so does xander still not know that willow has feelings for him or does he is he like just willfully not addressing it i think he's willfully not addressing it I was guessing that he probably actually doesn't know, actually doesn't oh. know. I feel like he is a like classic, you know, just like self-absorbed, clueless teen. And he is just only thinks about like his attractions to other people and like has known her for so long that I feel like he doesn't even recognize it or think about it. I feel like she makes it so obvious. <laughs> Like, at least as obvious obvious. as Xander's feelings for Buffy. Like, if Buffy knows that Xander has a crush on her, oh, but she doesn't. Wait, does she know? I don't don't know. I I felt like she does. Yeah, I felt like she almost was a little surprised later in the episode when we get into that part. Me too. That's why I was like, okay, so, okay. So this, these three best friends, none of them know that they all have sexual feelings for each other. And I am not dismissing that Willow probably does have sexual feelings for Buffy as well. So it's like a three-way <laughs> sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Except for, yes, you're right. I was say except for no one likes Xander, but for some reason Willow does. So you're yeah! right. <laughs> Man, okay. Willow could do so much better. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so yes, we have Xander is practicing the speech on Willow. So if he does know that she has a crush on him, he's being a huge dick. <laughs> and it's obviously for Buffy. He wants to ask Buffy to the spring fling. Mm-hmm. And even though they're just friends and he knows that, he feels the necessity to like 
confess his feelings for her and make everything uncomfortable. So that's what we're in on. Willow's making puppy dog eyes at Xander and obviously imagining a world where this is happening to her and not to Buffy. Um, and it's just cringy. It's cringy mm-hmm. and upsetting. And I was more just confused because I was like, wasn't prom last week? Already? <laughs> like, wasn't that the whole point of the Invisible Girl episode? No, dude, they, that was like the night before or whatever. It seemed like that was... Like this, I feel like this episode is taking place the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because I, yeah, I was like, okay, is it prom again? I thought prom happened. Okay, no, so they were just prepping. Yeah, totally. Okay, so now it's the next day. All right, got it. And Willow is wearing one of those, like, really short tight like shell necklaces <laughs> dude no it's a fucking i thought it was a leather choker with like metal studs no dude it is definitely one of those like little round like it's almost like those shell necklaces that looked like a candy necklace you know oh my god <laughs> okay. that makes way more sense because i was like when did willow become like a leather dom <laughs> she was just openly displaying her leather choker it was, it was it was amazing i was actually wrote down like giving her props about it <laughs> dude so oh, well all of this is yeah totally it's very yeah i it, had a hard time with it too it's really sad, dude. yeah but um so while this is going on, we have like what Buffy is doing, you know, like well, they're, they're like, why? Conversation. Yeah, <laughs> where is like, Buffy? Why am I here listening to this? Where yeah. is Buffy? <laughs> Dude, but we find out that Buffy's doing the usual work, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this has been the best intro to her slang ever. It's like her slow motion, yeah. like falling to the ground, mm-hmm. and then there's like in the background this like car that's parked there that has like super steamed windows. <laughs> and it is Cordelia and some beau and they are making out in the car and it just was making me think about like I feel like in my experience the graveyard was definitely a spot to make out in your car was that all because I wasn't even like that's weird I was like yeah dude that's definitely what being a teenager is like Wait, what's the farthest base that someone got with you in a graveyard? I mean... Oh, that's a full penetration. And for the listener, Jen just made a face that confirmed it was full penetration. I'm assuming unprotected by the look on her face. It was definitely protected, dude. Come on. You're not gonna... Come on, dude. We were young, dude. We were in high school. We didn't think bad things could happen to us. Dude, I did because of where I lived and yeah, I didn't want any of that country redneck fucking semen in me, dude. So. It would be like redneck. It, no, it would be uh, inbred. Yeah, totally, dude. Pro- honestly, be, probably yeah. at some point. So <laughs> at least one branch of crossing for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, dude, I only had protected fooling arounds in, in the graveyard. I'm proud of you. But, I'm proud of you. Cordelia probably didn't even make it that far because she has the classic what was that sound (laughs) reaction that you see in every horror movie ever that kind of implied that she was going to die soon but luckily Buffy is there so I guess this is 
this would be a classic horror film moment where Cordelia dies for daring to touch a man out in the world. <laughs> but luckily Buffy is there and she takes out three vampires, she says, probably all in slow motion. <laughs> and dude, also I feel like by this point in the episode, even I already am feeling like every actor's performance in this episode is better than any episode that we've seen so far i think that buffy's facial expressions are on point and are a huge part of this even in her slow motion battle with the vampire there's a part where she takes the stake out and the vampire's face kind of falls like fuck this is the slayer and she has (laughs) this like perfect smirk moment at him that was just I feel like I immediately made a note that I was like, dude, this is, this is Buffy. Like we haven't seen Buffy before where the acting is really serving her. They learned how to act right before our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> All season one, gonna... just like the Harry <laughs> Potter kids. Yes, totally, dude. Oh my God, it's so true. So um, while Buffy is serving up epic roundhouse kicks in the graveyard we have giles reading the like tiniest book (laughs) wait what it's so small like and i i feel like this is the okay so we had in last episode there was this scene where giles mentions this book the codex Right, and, like, that's the one that Angel says he can, like, find for him or whatever, and it has, like, the prophecy of the Slayer. Um, and so he is reading that, I can only assume it, and I can only assume that it is this old book. <laughs> it's, like, smaller than his palm. Wait, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's I just... I totally missed that. <laughs> and so, so he's, like, like, <laughs> like, reading it so close, dude. And um, he reads the master shall rise and the slayer and he pauses and goes my god (laughs) and it's so bad he has to reach for his cup of tea (laughs) which is definitely a creamy blend that he's got going on he He likes a lot of milk and he likes a lot of milk (laughs) and he's got like a full-on matching like saucer cup obviously right yeah yeah and so he reaches for his tea and then all of a sudden this earthquake happens dude and it's like a jurassic park moment where you see the shaking (laughs) in the tea like that's how that's the artistic choice they made to show that like an earthquake is happening (laughs) dude and so it's like they're in california right so it's not that weird but it does get pretty crazy like the ceiling in the library literally cracks the whole book the shelves collapse like the whole library like sinks into the ground it's not earthquake safe no it has not been reinforced at all dude they need those straps definitely (laughs) what is up dude that maybe this was before like because i actually think they're like yeah exactly dude loma prieta had already happened dude like they totally have known to fucking put some strap that shit down yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so down in the hellmouth we get the master our leather daddy and the anointed one and he is just like loving the earthquake dude and he has his like hands are up in the air and he's like like just shaking them and super all about it dude he's like shouting shake earth and so do you think that he does this for every earthquake dude because he's been down there for a long time 
Is that why California has earthquakes? <laughs> Dude, and hot then there's like, it hot take. There's- yeah. Punch mouth raising his little hand. Oh my god, dude! Yes, best line I think of. So okay, then he after it stops, he's like, "Oh, felt like a five point one." I really liked. I actually felt like I had a moment of really appreciating like how like truly campy the master is, dude. And he just has this like hilarious personality. And now that we've had, like, this whole season with him, we've really had, like, time to, like, flesh out just, like, how absolutely ridiculous. And he's just, like, he's pretty flamboyant, dude. And just, yeah, he's really campy. And, yeah, very, I thought that I really appreciated the development of the master as a villain. Very well done. Yeah, hard He seems like, he seems like a vampire that does master drag. (laughs) (laughs) like just like over the top theatrical hilarious it was definitely giving me um scar vibes (laughs) yes yeah well okay so from there is it straight to the library so buffy back to the library library. she has on a green snake skin skirt dude It was not a natural color of snake skin. It was incredibly <laughs> offensive to me. They skinned the snake and then made it like a teal color. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And it was this like halotype pe- pencil skirt. It was awesome, dude. And then she was wearing like a tan plain top like with it. It did shirt. Yeah. It didn't match at all. No, um, dude. Yeah. Um and so, yes, Buffy comes in and she definitely is concerned about the structural damage to the library. She's like, <laughs> is it safe for us to be here? She's like, "That's that was like a load-bearing wall that cracked. <laughs> and Giles is just like, just don't go up there. Dude, but Giles looks haggard. Yeah. He looks like he's had a long, stressful night. His tea spilled during the earthquake. <laughs> it obviously affected him. Yeah. Oh my god, what if it got on the tiny book, dude? He's probably been oh up all god. night dabbing it, dude. <laughs> dude, a book that old, it would have just turned to dust immediately. If it's speck of tea, it actually was irresponsible. I feel like if he was actually like into preserving books, he would not have liquid and like food around the shit. Like that's just come on. Maybe it's old enough that it like feeds off of tea. <laughs> <laughs> no more like it fucking that's why he looks so haggard it was like stealing his energy like as he was reading it i bet totally dude yes and that's how it's still like (laughs) usable as a book yeah (laughs) dude so buffy is like giles what's up the library is trashed you look like shit but i had three kills last night and i actually broke a nail even yeah she's like she's getting crazy out there yeah I fucking broke a nail. But she still puts on a press-on, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate. Yeah, she's going to keep the look. Yeah, but Giles is super distracted about something. He knows something. He saw something in the Codex that's concerned Mm. him. And interestingly enough, I feel like Buffy is perceptive enough to notice that that's a thing. But their relationship, I feel like, is at such a point that she 
just trusts Giles Mm -hmm. and doesn't seem super concerned. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever kept Giles up all night, he's going to handle, or she's going to be strong enough to handle whatever it is. And she just kind of lets it go. She's like, okay, weirdo, well, I'm going to bounce out now. Yeah, I think think that's right. I feel it's like... Even with like people that you know hella well, it's like there's some people that that would be like weird, but there's some people in your life where you're like, okay, yeah, they're just like <laughs> super, they've been up all night. Totally standard. Book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Protecting me. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think that that's, I think that that's right on. She definitely, she knows something's up, but. I mean, Giles is always stressed out about some shit he read in a book that's like 5,000 mm-hmm. years old. So what is she, what's she really going to do about it? Dude, yes. Unfortunately, she should have just stayed in the fucking library because <laughs> as soon as she leaves, she comes across Willow and Xander and Xander chases Willow off with a don't you have somewhere to be so kind gross. of comment. So that he can ask out their mutual friend. Super uncomfortable. And I don't know. I feel like everyone. Well, that's not true. Not everyone. I feel like this is an experience that a lot of people can relate to. Where you well, have. I think that yeah. this has happened. Yeah, I feel like this has happened, especially, honestly, to both of you multiple times <laughs> <laughs> I actually really I actually really wanted to talk about this scene. So talk about, tell, let's talk about what the scene is. Okay, yeah. And then I do want to talk about this scene because it's probably one of the more fucked up scenes in this season. I feel like so I agree, dude. And it was it was so gross. Okay, so Buffy or Buffy and Xander walking down the hallway in school, right? And he's like, I need to talk to you. She definitely is like, oh God, is something wrong? Like I'm nervous. And he's like, oh no, you know, whatever. And he literally like bullies this kid into like moving off of a bed. She's like, move kid. <laughs> and the kid moves, dude, which I felt was kind of weird. Like from everything we know about Xander's like social status <laughs> in school. And so then fucking Xander like cowboy straddles the bench dude oh, God. it's so nasty Gross. and then Buffy has to sit there as he's like presenting <laughs> to her oh. dude and then he he's like I can't man spread enough if yeah. I sit normally so yeah. cowboy straddle the bench <laughs> totally dude and um he basically puts it all out there dude he's like I like you and I want to go to the dance with you and like we've been through some shit together and I I know yeah and yeah I want you to go to the dance with me he's like he's like he's so fucking cringe I'm like gagging he's like I want more I want to dance with you yeah I wrote that down too dude I wrote that down too because he's obviously trying to romanticize his creepiness he's like no this isn't making my friend uncomfortable Mm -hmm. this is me offering her a romantic possibility with me yes which is just so not perceptive it's just like in his mind he's like built it up it's like oh i am like such a chivalrous person and these this is the type of shit that like a woman wants to hear me say because it, it just 
it sounds so it's like it doesn't sound sincere I, I maybe I'm just like reading into it too much but it's just a phrase that it doesn't sound sincere it doesn't sound like it sounds like some shit that Nicholas Sparks would fucking say it's not like shit that you actually say to someone that you care about and you know at least me I've never said that type of shit so it was already yeah. like not going well for him and um of course Buffy reminds him that like her that like you know willow and xander are like two of her best friends she's not trying to ruin that friendship and xander gets angry immediately her immediately gets angry and defensive dude and then buffy immediately says sorry like the yes yeah dude. dude that was the thing that like really got to me was she immediately had to be like i'm sorry you know and and then dude, yeah and then he just says like um a bunch of shit just to hurt her feelings it's literally yeah. like he's not saying anything constructive he's just like oh well i guess i have to be dead for you to be interested in me it's like referencing angel while also acknowledging that he knows that she already is into someone else dude mm-hmm. like and just like <laughs> not even caring about her yeah. feelings yeah and, and then she has to apologize again again yeah yeah dude and then he like storms off and then hella sad piano music plays dude, <laughs> okay, this is this the first is- time <laughs> but yeah then- this was such a real real i think that like a lot of this like high school like kind of backdrop that they put the characters in it's just kind of like stereotypical like shit like from high school dramas or whatever Mm -hmm. but I felt like this scene was so well done and like too realistic like way too triggering of like a situation that Buffy was in and it was sad and it was really fucked up and it's it's yeah it was hard to watch (laughs) it was too real I hated it I hate Xander so much (laughs) Yeah, dude, I super agree. I feel like, yeah, I I went into that episode feeling like, dude, everyone can relate to Buffy in this episode. But you're right, it's it's not true. It's just that fucking apparently mine and Amanda's like life experiences have super normalized this for me and made me feel like this is just like something that happens when you have friends who are attracted to the gender that you are, right? Mm-hmm. Like anybody anybody in that situation you can have someone who's fucked up and who's like well being your friend isn't good enough I want to be able to touch your body and like be romantic with you or nothing mm-hmm. I, I want to feel- dance with you it's some bullshit and I feel like that's okay it's okay to have those feelings but the 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 getting upset about like the non-reciprocal mm-hmm. is like where it's like a, a really fucked up thing and it sucks because it's like you know when you're in that situation it's like this is obviously a person of like opposite gender whatever sexuality that's like into you right and so you need to let them down you find yourself needing to let them down in a way that like also preserves your friendship so all of the labor is like your Mm -hmm. responsibility for some reason right (laughs) and yeah it's just a really fucked up thing and I don't know I feel like Christy and I maybe we were 
longer it took us longer to realize that like maybe friendships with the opposite sex aren't always like very equal (laughs) in that way Mm -hmm. um I feel like I was like naive for you know thinking that it can't get complicated I'm not saying it gets complicated every time dude obviously I have um men that I'm friends with but I think now based on like my experiences I'm like way more and I think it's different because being single I guess gives off a vibe of like that you're interested <laughs> dude but so, sometimes I feel like it doesn't even matter being yeah single it doesn't matter people are gonna be creeps no matter what and they think and... like oh you'll be happier with me so I need to like insert myself into yeah I feel like it doesn't even matter if, if yeah feelings yeah. get so strong dude it's but fucking also, bullshit <laughs> just to like veer us off because we're obviously triggered dude we're we are we we're hella triggered by this part we hate yeah. Xander so much we hate him so um, much but I I will say that this was another example of Buffy's like acting being fucking phenomenal where she is just serving face and it's like when Xander like confesses this to her or like unloads this onto her rather it just zooms in on just her face and you can see her go through all of these emotions of just like hurtness and like confusion and this is kind of why I think that she already knew because the face that she makes is like what the fuck dude I know already like you don't need to tell me you have feelings for me I'm already aware what am I supposed to do now with this yeah. thing that you jumped on <laughs> it's like she's he... obviously been ignoring it yeah yes Dude, at least he didn't just like go for it and try to kiss her dude because I do Bro. feel like the only times that I feel oh like God, my oh personal God. experience oh has been be- someone just like yeah going totally. for it so, yeah, yeah that's true. And I will say at least he like and he's supposed to be what like 16 and I feel like when it happened to me I I think it, it was more like mid-20s late 20s oh God, oh you God. know yeah. <clears throat> at least in this totally, experience totally. I'm thinking of and so yeah I feel like it's not um yeah at least he didn't try to kiss her and he like communicated with words yeah <laughs> so yes it's a that's a rough um low bar like low bar that's a low bar to have to set but <laughs> I know but it's true yeah well, it, it's, it's true. funny that of all of the interactions this one, of this whole show dude I've seen people being like stabbed and impaled and like violently murdered and this is the one that I was like no I can't watch this <laughs> dude and then also cringy cringy gets maybe even cringier because Xander then goes to like go be a mopey boy by himself in like an empty classroom where he's just like throwing he's playing tennis ball with himself (laughs) tennis ball with himself to like display to the world that he's a sad boy and willow sees this and like goes to comfort him because she is a beautiful loving creature to her friend and xander is immediately the worst he's the worst like to himself and to buffy by saying nothing she said even mattered she said no and what else even matters and then he immediately tries to ask out willow he's like well i guess and it was that's why i was like does he not know 
that i don't think he does dude because i think he's he knows now though but now or does he because willow gives him like hermione from harry potter Mm -hmm. she's like Like, i'm a girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) i thought that too yeah Yeah. (laughs) such a good job willow does such a good job of rejecting xander and then putting it in his face like what the fucking fuck you are such a self-absorbed dude but she also says sorry Ugh. oh man sucks. she's like no and i'm sorry and honestly dude it that the part where they apologized to me was honestly the part that was the worst because it like that is what it's like dude like when yeah. someone tries to fucking kiss you and you're like no sorry <laughs> and it's like Gross. what the fuck dude why do we do that <laughs> why do All we right. do that <laughs> okay <laughs> we're not doing Here's that anymore deal. we're done apologizing we're done doing okay. that yeah, when no people, more like sexually harass us, <laughs> we're not yeah, gonna yeah. apologize to that. No, and we're, we're no. making a stand now <laughs> during the second half of our life. Yeah. <laughs> not do that. <laughs> Halloween 2020 is yeah, when we decide no more being apologetic to grief. No more, dude. Dude, so I guess Miss Calendar is back. So she's just like randomly, is she? She, she's a t-shirt okay. well i know but she's just like rando in, Dude. i think yeah she just rando so, shows up well she's around because there was an earthquake and then she tells giles that like all of this shit has been oh yeah that, like a cat okay. gave birth to snakes <laughs> dude a cat gave birth to snakes um a family is like swimming and the water turns to blood and then a baby is born with his eyes facing inward it's and then, probably an incest baby the last, <laughs> the last thing on the list of all of those super horrible like once in a lifetime biblical apocalyptic shit the last thing on our list is there was also an earthquake in california yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what yeah, dude, where it happens all, right. all the time. Okay. Dude, and so she comes in and she's Apocalypse. holding like the biggest files ever, dude. Like they literally <laughs> are the way size bigger of her than the torso, dude. Yeah. So they're like legal document size files. <laughs> and I know that she's like the computer teacher or whatever, but I don't understand why she would ever have like those files of papers that big wait she that's a good point she's a computer teacher why is she printing everything out why isn't she paperless dude and then, <laughs> even if she was printing it out why does she print out a legal like document size <laughs> paper that's all they had at the school they're out of regular size <laughs> it's like blueprints or something <laughs> <laughs> okay wait, and but, then, so okay no wait 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 that, so wait back up back up really quickly before Miss Calendar just like storms into Giles's office with giant legal size paper, Giles <laughs> is on the phone. Oh yes, on the phone, and yes. he's saying, he's "I need to see you." Up. Yeah, I need to see you, and I was immediately like, "This is a booty call," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he says, "I need at to night. see you yeah. at night." <laughs> yes, and then Miss Calendar storms in. Dude, yeah. Um, and okay and so one of the things that she is like listing when she is listing how things are fucked up and she's talking about how a monk is sending out global mailings about the anointed (laughs) one and how the anointed one is alive and a kid 
And that is where I realized that like, that is the big twist still is that the anointed one is alive, dude. It wasn't that camel pants. The baked beans guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time Buffy and Pork Donald and beans, thought it. Pork and beans. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what was the name of the episode? Don't kill your on the first date or something like that. Yeah, never kill a boy on the first date. Yeah, the okay, Emily cool. Dickinson so bitch. That, that way the, the, the listeners can go back and reference that episode if you want to listen about pork and beans. Yeah. <laughs> Camo pants. Camo pants vamp. Yeah, dude. Just for a little, uh, yeah, refresher on that one. And so he, um, that was kind of the surprise, was like, oh my God, the anointed one was not Camo pants Camo pants guy. <laughs> Okay, but I have okay, so the prophecy is that you know Buffy isn't gonna know mm-hmm. the anointed one or whatever. So isn't this like a big spoiler for the prophecy? Mm-hmm. It's it like Yeah, like she definitely knows yeah, who it is. That it's a kid. That it's a kid. That was supposed and to be the twist. When she sees the kid, she's like, You're the kid, take me mm. down there. Yeah. So that was, I was already like, okay, maybe they're fucking with the prophecy already. Just mm-hmm. maybe that's what Brother Luca's plan was. Is like, okay, I found out it's the kid. Let's blast it globally. Yeah, it's global in a global. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and so. Like, are these, it was like the first, like, send this to 10 friends or, <laughs> or else or die. Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's how Miss Gallagher got it. She was like, oh shit, I gotta tell this to 10 friends. <laughs> oh shit. Dude, so Giles is kind of like confiding in Miss Calendar at this point, right? And he's telling her, so now we know what the prophecy is. The prophecy tells us that Buffy will fight the master tonight right and she will die Mm -hmm. and that's the prophecy Mm -hmm. is that she's going to go down there and she's going to die the master is going to come up and there will be hell on earth Mm -hmm. and while giles is confessing this fear to ms calendar who should walk in but buffy herself no dude no 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 so he whatever they're talking Miss Calendar knows that Buffy is like the Slayer or whatever, right? And then that scene cuts, and then it's Sunnydale at night, and Buffy is like walking around randomly dude, at night. Yeah. She has a stakeout. She gets her stake out <laughs> of her locker, dude, and it is nighttime, and there are random like people at the still school. there, and it's springtime, dude. So you know that it's not getting dark early because they're having the spring <laughs> dance. So it's legit like late at night, and there are just random kids there, and she just hella casually pulls her fat ass steak out of the locker and then she goes to the bathroom and like sets it on the sink yeah dude well because she needs to wash her hands and so she goes to wash her hands and blood comes out of the faucet and she's like that's weird i should go tell giles so she goes to the library it's sundown right it's time for the booty call it's time for the rendezvous we heard about earlier it's not even miss calendar that he's talking to. (laughs) and no dude it's someone even sexier yeah dude (laughs) (laughs) 
Colin disagrees. It's okay. Angel, dude, and he is looking fine. He has a fucking collared shirt on. He has finally. A he's grown shirt, up. Dude. Yeah, he's grown it's up. Like several buttons are unbuttoned. <laughs> Dude, so basically a V-neck. So it's like the V-neck, a fancy V-neck. It's a dress V-neck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's prom, dude. Dude, and the the, this is like the worst betrayal, dude. It's like her best friend Giles is like hanging out with her ex-boyfriend, and they're Mm -hmm. totally homies. And they're what's worse is they're talking about Buffy, and they're arguing about the prophecy that she's gonna die. And Angel is definitely like, I mean, it's a prophecy, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to come true. But Giles keeps assuring him that everything that happens in the Codex has come to pass. This isn't some frilly, once-off prophecy that you see, run-of-the-mill prophecy that they encounter in their everyday life. This is some real shit. This is, like, end of the world. It's going to happen, and there's no changing it. And that's yeah, Buffy dude. And Buffy in. walks in and she has snapped, dude. dude. <laughs> and she yeah. is like just laughing. She like walks in laughing. <laughs> and- okay, this actually, okay, so she hears that she's gonna die, and her first reaction is to start laughing. And it totally reminded me of how whenever I would tell people that I had cancer, I couldn't stop but compulsively laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Like it just came out and they would be so serious and sad and I would be laughing and I'd be like, I'm sorry, I just it's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's like this is how I processed. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's definitely yeah, I totally identified with her having her own mortality. And like all you can do is laugh about it. Dude, this is also for sure why I keep saying that this is the Downton Abbey episode. I I love this whole scene with Buffy's essential breakdown so much I think it's her best performance the entire first season Mm -hmm. the writing is excellent the directing is really excellent it's hella emotional and her range goes very up and down and I also feel like you get a, a good like reminder that she's a kid yeah and I think that that is kind of a, a, our resounding theme throughout the episode. The fact that it's titled Prophecy Girl is like kind of kiddish with this like heavy, heavy like prophecy sitting with it. And I think that this, this whole scene where she's here and she's screaming at Giles and Angel and going between sobbing of, do you think it'll hurt to fuck this? I quit. I'm not going to do it and ripping off the chunky necklace that Angel gifted her and throwing it on the ground. It's so moving. I watched it like three times. I, I loved this part so much. She really gets the emotion of like being 16 years old and being told that you're going to die and there's nothing that you can like do about it. Yeah. She is like, essentially it's like she goes through like all the stages of grief like within that scene and like in her moment of anger she just like roasts everyone in the room basically (laughs) and it's just like angel like what the fuck do you know you're already dead motherfucker like you can't tell me shit about shit and then to Giles she's like why don't you go read a book old man I'm the one that's about to die and she's hella angry and then she does have a moment where she just is explicitly like dude I'm 16 I don't want to die and like Mm -hmm. that is the line Giles I'm 16 years old I don't want to die 
uh, that almost hit a little different because you're like, it's like reminding the viewer, right? That we're in a world where SMG is 16 years old, right? We've forgotten that because she doesn't look 16, but okay, we'll take it. But she's, this exposition is happening with her 200 year old boyfriend right next to her. So yes. it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's a little different than I, it was sad. It was sad, right? But it was also like, ooh. <laughs> I want to go back to my reality where they're the same age and talk. Yeah, it's okay. They're both in their 30s. They're both Okay, thank you. A few. <laughs> it's fine. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> is um like is Angel really in his 30s? Cuz I definitely have a moment of being like, dude, how young is he in these? Because he looks so young, almost to the point where I'm like, I don't know, he seems almost too young. <laughs> like I like I almost need a few more seasons. David Boreanaz. Bro, get this. He was born in 1969. Hey, oh, noise, noise. Yeah, I knew he fucks. I know he fucks. Obviously. Okay, and then so he would be 20, right? Or not even right? Because 27. Yeah. So he was according to the internet 30. And Buffy was 19. I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar was 19. (laughs) <laughs> Xander, <laughs> Xander was 25 to make him just like even more Ew. comfortable and weird. Xander is 25. He is acting 25 year old. Year old. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, he looks good. Okay, that gives me, I don't feel creepy being attracted to Angel. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a Timothy Chalamet moment for me right now. <laughs> this is totally appropriate and fine. <laughs> dude, Timothy Chalamet looks like a doll, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, TikTok, yeah, has made my attraction attractions younger and younger. I'll watch out, you. girl. Watch out. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just yeah, I need to get married already. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm not sure that does anything. <laughs> so just be careful. <laughs> Dude, so okay, this is another scene where I feel like it gets kind of soapy, and so. The next scene we have, Buffy is at home, right? And she is sitting on her bed, hella dramatically looking at pictures of herself as a kid. <laughs> Wearing like a leather jacket and maybe leather pants. Is yeah, this, like, I had a, a moment of being black? like, is this a leather robe? <laughs> yeah. It's her depression robe for sure. Aww. It's her leather depression robe. Her last outfit, she thinks. But yeah, she's just like looking at her old photo book of herself as a child. <laughs> Dude, and while she's doing that, Xander and Willow are both having their own sad feelings about their like totally normal high school experiences where like Willow is sad that Xander fucking sucks and like wishes that she could be his friend and tries to call him. But Xander is too busy being a bitch and just like is laying on his messy bed listening to country music, the music of pain, and feeling hella sorry for himself. Meanwhile, Buffy is wearing a leather robe and like looking at pictures of herself as a child. Just like facing her mortality, dude. And she's like, this is it. This is my last, yeah, my last chance to wear this leather robe. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the fucking Joyce walks in and obviously picks up that she's acting weird, right? And she's yeah. like, oh, you're probably acting weird because of the bite of dinner that you had. So Buffy's not eating, dude. No. <laughs> she's not eating she's not well we know how joyce loves to make those meals that are like 17 entrees <laughs> like yeah. she does for breakfast <laughs> yeah and then buffy has this idea where she's like oh shit we should like let's go away for the weekend because if i'm not here you know i can't it's amazing die dude and joyce is like buffy you know the gallery is open on weekends <laughs> What fucking gallery is this? How could she support her family working at a random <laughs> Sunnydale gallery? All yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Joyce is like, oh, I know what's up. It's the dance. Like, you're upset because who you wanted to go to the dance didn't ask you. Like, I've got this. I'm... I'm in tune with what my teen daughter needs, you know? <laughs> and she gives her this like wedding wedding dress. dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's super 90s, right? It's like yeah. these, these tiny spaghetti straps. <laughs> it's like silk, like spaghetti yeah. straps, but that's belted, but it's like the belt is where your boobs end, right? So it's like yeah. a high yes. belt, it's like sparkle belt, and then it's like flowing like what is that like taffeta or whatever like yes, the yeah or like tool, tool. yeah thank you thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like nice. down to her feet yeah dude, it's awesome <laughs> it's definitely a like that was a hella in wedding dress yeah in this, in this time for oh sure. yeah oh yeah dude and like while she's giving her the dress she's like um Joyce is telling her about how she met Buffy's dad she basically like broke Buffy's dad up with his girlfriend <laughs> at the college dance <laughs> yeah dude. it's really weird it's like a very weird like, it's like little no wonder dude, they don't have a good relationship <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a very weird tidbit to throw in she's like yeah I met your father at in the college dance but he was there with someone else but but we won't talk about that story it's like mm -hmm. oh, that was your messy as fuck choice <laughs> <laughs> dude and so she gets this dress and Buffy's like we can't afford this and Joyce is like well with how little you've been eating lately like we can and I'm concerned dude I feel like Buffy has an eating disorder and we're just like not even <laughs> We're just moving past it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, lately was weird. Right. I don't know if she was referring to just that. I thought she was only talking about like that night. If it's but lately, yeah, it's concerning. Lately. But if it's, she's just not eating because she's like depressed or whatever. Dude, but she literally just learned about it today. And so, exactly. That's why the yeah, lately threw me They off. wouldn't have been saving money on like enough money to buy a wedding dress dude <laughs> that's a lot of food you're not dude, eating dude maybe she's just stressed the night before she almost was killed by an invisible girl that's i would just true, be dude. too stressed that's true i would have bubble guts that's true dude you're that's so true. right she needs kombucha wasn't widely available yet there's no good bellies yeah, yeah. Get a good belly <laughs> dude and then dude, i thought so. it was kind of funny that joyce drops this like line of like is it written somewhere that like you can't go to the dance and have fun or like have a nice life and I thought that it was kind of a funny um 
drop of like, well, yeah, it is. Act, it's literally written down yeah. <laughs> that she can't go to prom because she's going to die. That was a funny little snarky little joke. When Joyce is like talking about meeting Buffy's dad, Buffy has this like sad moment of like, oh, and you had your whole life your whole life's ahead of you and Joyce is like yeah and Buffy just says must be nice yeah dude dude and Joyce doesn't say shit dude yeah at all it's like dude your daughter needs therapy yeah she's like like, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear this exactly if I was Joyce I feel like dude Buffy's gonna kill herself tonight yeah dude and she has like dude she is about to pick up a crossbow and like put on her wedding dress and this leather jacket Joyce should be concerned and she's not yeah that was that was upsetting um okay so we we leave this three leave this scene that's the last that we get of Buffy kind of like facing her imminent death in Mm -hmm. her home and we switch gears to Cordelia wearing that like button-up shirt where it's like only the two buttons that cover her boobs are buttoned so that you can get the full v-neck effect and make it like a belly top at the same time so she's rocking that number and walking with willow talking about getting the sound system set up for the spring fling yeah because the bronze won't let them use their sound system so they have to like hook their own up and i guess like Willow's the only person Cordelia knows who can like plug wires in so she's like (laughs) I need your help um and even though Willow's not going to the dance she was like okay (laughs) yeah dude so they walk to the AV club together and there is a super fucked up like traumatizing scene that they stumble upon that I honestly think we'll revisit this later, but I think it, it really got to Cordelia more than anything else has too, where they get to the AV room, they open the door and Cordelia's bow has been murdered and falls to the ground at her feet. And beyond that, there are like 10 other bloody corpses just strewn about the room. Well, on the television, a Porky Pig cartoon plays, and there's a bloody handprint. A tiny bloody hand. It's a tiny bloody hand. A tiny bloody hand. Yeah, I thought it was normal. No, dude, it was a kid. Oh, because the anointed had walked to the surface. Okay, Mm -hmm. got it. It was a kid hand, dude. Yeah, it was fucked up. That was the. That was one of those moments where I was like, man, they really they really wanted to like take away our childhood innocence in mm-hmm. this moment where they made sure that there's like a Looney Tunes cartoon is playing dude behind that tiny child's bloody handprint and it is super fucked up and it obviously fucks Willow and Cordelia up worse than anything else that they've seen so far even though they've already experienced hella crazy trauma at this point. But it does pull Buffy out of her reverie. And when Joyce sees on the news and yells, Buffy, Willow, (laughs) Buffy understands that to mean that Willow needs her at the school (laughs) and immediately goes to like comfort her. Wearing the wedding dress. (laughs) 
<laughs> wearing the wedding dress. Yes. Um, Buffy had a moment where she tried her dress on and the same sad piano music played like as she was putting her dress on. <laughs> but I also feel like the dress at this point, it, it like gave her some kind of power. I feel like she put the dress on, put her leather jacket on and was like, we're fucking doing this, dude. And she looks awesome. Yeah, um, with yeah. the leather jacket, it actually looks badass. It's a good outfit, dude. Yeah. And the crossbow. It's definitely a look. Um and dude yeah willow has definitely snapped dude <laughs> she has ptsd dude yeah and okay so she says this thing about how she would was like in that room every day right like she would go to that room every day she says that uh -huh. and so what the fuck dude so this is like a room at school with couches and a tv it's the AV club. Okay. Room. I see. Okay. So like similar to how the Glee club has a just music room with like cool. pianos okay. <laughs> and any instrument they might need. I was confused. I was like, dude, yeah. what is this room? They're not even. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, it does just seem school, like dude? a chill. It does just seem like a chill like area. Yeah. But apparently like that's where the AV club was. And that's why there's TVs and like plugs and stuff everywhere. Mm. <laughs> plugs. <laughs> that makes sense dude okay dude so Buffy goes to comfort Willow in the wedding dress Willow has PTSD Buffy thinking that she's never gonna see Willow again her parting words are take care yeah which I thought was a little cold but yeah. I will take it she's you know <laughs> facing her own death um Meanwhile, the master is in his cave and he's staring up at the surface and he's putting his hands up to, to the sky to test if he's still yeah. locked in. And, and he is. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like soon, soon. Um, and then meanwhile, Giles and Miss Calendar, they're in the library and this is where they're kind of breaking down like the lore of the master being stuck like in the hellmouth. He he tried to open the hellmouth, but he got trapped underneath. The prophecy says he'll escape, open the hellmouth and release demons that will end the world. Mm -hmm. And then dude, brother Luca definitely disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Also, dude. But um, the last thing he was before he disappeared, he was able to send out one last chain letter that they had. She had to send the ten of her contacts. Exactly. <laughs> and dude. it's such a weird fucking. It's like uh, from the Bible, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. it's Isaiah eleven oh six. And Giles has it memorized, which I yeah. just want to point out. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So it's super creepy. It's. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. Like a baby goat. Right. <laughs> the calf <laughs> and the lion together with a little child to lead them. Mm -hmm. That's just a weird, what is, the Bible's fucked. <laughs> Dude, the Bible's fucked. <laughs> what, yeah. I don't, there's no context for that. For me, I'm just diving in as a novice. I don't know what this person is referencing. Isaiah, I don't know what, but what he's describing in these lines is eerie. <laughs> and I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> Dude, either, either just Buffy and Giles makes a comment. Well, 
miscalendar makes so, a comment, but it sounds pretty nice, right? Well, and it's also like this particular Bible verse, it is like a, cause like Isaiah was a prophet, right? And so like mm -hmm. the book of Isaiah is essentially a collection of prophecies that Isaiah wrote. And so, right, like they, this is ba basically another prophecy that they're kind of bringing in, you know? And so I thought that that was kind of like an interesting, and it's essentially about like bringing in like someone to be like above, be before like the king, which is like God in this Bible case, right? Um, and so, yeah, it's like, essentially worth I think that we're thinking oh it's about how like Buffy's going to be led to like the master right but that doesn't necessarily have to mean what it is right like you could be we could be thinking of it wrong and it could be that it's like Buffy is the one who is going to be oh, like that the master is the lamb yeah totally oh. Oh, because she could be, she's also a child. Totally. Quote. totally. Okay. So we're thinking of the anointed as the child bleeding all this shit, but it could yeah. be her. Oh, yeah. okay. Twist. I did not think of that. Okay. okay. Dude, so also at this point, the anointed one has been sent up into mm -hmm the world right and leather daddy kind of like touches him <laughs> and like nudges him up and it made me very uncomfortable too. Yeah, me too. Like, I I did not like that but we know now that the anointed one is out there for Buffy to find mm -hmm. um and Buffy knows that she's looking for a kid at this point so yeah. she's ready with her wedding dress and her leather jacket and her crossbow mm -hmm. She comes back to the library to address Giles and Miss Calendar, who's there now. And I don't know if she really, I mean, she obviously has to tell, she obviously has to stop Giles from going and trying to handle this himself because last time they talked, she quit being the Slayer mm -hmm. and wasn't having it anymore. She but definitely rage she, quit for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But she really goes back to pick up her, like, crucifix presents that she threw on the ground. Like, you would throw the apron on the ground of a restaurant job you're leaving. Just, eh, <laughs> done with this. But she realizes she needs it. So she goes back and, like, gives this speech where she tells Giles that he doesn't get to be the one. It doesn't work that way. She's the slayer, and she's going to do her job. And then she punches him in the face <laughs> to knock him out and picks up her crucifix and just leaves Miss Calendar there with like an unconscious Mr. Giles. <laughs> <laughs> Not very considerate, but she does what she has to do. And she just like goes to the graveyard, right? Which is a good instinct because it's like that's where she finds all the vamps and shit, dude. And there is just a fucking kid chilling in the <laughs> graveyard. He's like, help me. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, you must be cut the shit. Yeah. I know that you're the anointed. Or yeah, dude. <laughs> and she literally takes his hand, dude. 
It's really creepy. (laughs) Why don't I get why she doesn't kill him? I thought it was going to be a hilarious. I thought it was going to be a hilarious twist where it's like she walked because she was walking out with the crossbow. Mm -hmm. She sees the kid. I thought she was just going to like crossbow him. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Like just instantly be like, yeah, what's up? Anointed. (laughs) I was. But she does it. I was upset. Kill the kid. I know. I really wanted that to happen. Oh, dude. And then, okay, so then, like, the gang go is all at the library, and they're kind of like, oh, shit, like, we need to help Buffy. How, what can we do to help her? Where Where is she? And Xander's like, I can find out where she's going. <laughs> and immediately I was like, oh, yeah, because you put a tracking device on her. Like <laughs> 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 <I can> creep. <laughs> she's, like, tracking her cell phone. No, okay, this part was Beeper, confusing. Beeper, dude, yeah. This part was confusing because I was like, why does Xander know where Angel lives? I agree. I didn't understand that at all, dude. So he just shows up at Angel's house and I don't remember there ever being a time that he, he mu- he's just like, it must be on the creepy he's followed side followed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like Angel lives above like anthropology <laughs> or something. <laughs> His apartment is so fucking sick. But, yeah, um, it just has like rando like ancient statues in it and shit. So it's so dope. It's so dope. It's, it's a man's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely twenty seven. Um, dude. So then they argue about who like loves Buffy the most. <laughs> it's really <laughs> awkward. Um, but they definitely decide that they need to go and like help her. Mm-hmm. So now they've teamed up. I would watch a show where it's Xander and Angel and they're like the odd couple and like just hate each other. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what the show Angel is, but it's Cordelia instead of Xander. Yeah. So better, really. Yeah, obviously. Better, <laughs> we don't stand. We don't stand Xander. Mm-mm, yeah. Dude, and then so Buffy just is like straight up walking into the hellmouth. Dude, she she's just going for it. And is, so the leather jacket that she's wearing, is that still Angel's leather jacket that he gave no, her, No, it's like a cropped leather jacket. Yeah, it looks uh, cropped. Okay, okay. But also, I hear you. It's like, it should be, but I feel like it just wouldn't have... Maybe she cropped it. <laughs> like, she, like, leather worked it and, like, sewed the hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it Dude. seems like a cute little cropped number with like a little belt at the bottom. Okay, yeah. Because it like hits her dress like perfectly. Totally. That makes sense. But um, yeah, dude, she stomps her way into the master's lair. Yeah, dude, in the mat. <laughs> she like says something to the mat. I don't even remember. She just she like, says like, dude, looks like there's water damage. Yeah, you dude, talk to your right? contractor. <laughs> and he's like, oh, the feeble banter portion of the fight. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good villain, dude, to be yeah. honest. I <laughs> I like him a lot, dude. Um and so then they have um everyone kind of realizes that like the bronze is where they need to be right they're like oh shit we need to go to the bronze that's where the hell mouth is going to open like that's where the where when the harvest happened and they needed young blood they got it from the bronze so they're like dude that's where it is and i had a moment of like oh my god dude if the bronze is on top of the like where the hell mouth opens it would make sense why there's so many cockroaches (laughs) (laughs) 
That adds up, that adds up. Yeah, but then it ends up not really because it's not even the bronze. They're all like, oh, yeah, we have the bronze. And it's not the bronze, dude, that where everything's going to open. It's like the school. It's the fucking library. Yeah, it's the (laughs) library. library, Yeah. Dude, so, well, they are running out. They run into Cordelia, right? Yeah, Cordelia so drives Willow up in her car. And she like Tokyo drifts up to them. <laughs> Dude. And it's super sad because the whole reason she's even out there is because she says she was out parked where her and her like now dead boyfriend used to park. And she was just sitting there alone in her car, like mourning her dead boyfriend. It's hella sad. And again, is never addressed. So yeah. Cordelia is trying to process her trauma. And then instead of doing that, yeah, Tokyo drifts up to save Miss Calendar and Willow. <laughs> and when they tell her that they need to get to the library she gets them to the fucking library it's shit is so dumb it's like they run out of the library because they're like okay we need to go to the bronze and then they run out and they get as far as the parking lot and then 500 zombie vampires are outside and start circling them cordelia rolls up and then they're like we need to go back to the library yeah they're so dumb dude but then cordelia drives into the school she just straight drives into it like plows right through the front door with her car it's fucking amazing she this is one of my favorite cordelia episodes because yeah she drives her car straight into the school they run into the library they barricade the doors and while a vampire is like reaching its arm through the door she grabs it and bites it and yeah. she's like how do you like it it's my favorite thing that happened it's so funny it made me love her it made me feel like she is like starting to embrace how fucking like weird her life is and she is part of this now and has like fully accepted that these are vampires and she's biting them back yeah okay so we have willow cordelia miss calendar and Giles are barricaded in the library. Mm-hmm. We have Angel and Xander that are walking through the zoo- sewers trying to get to Buffy. And then we have Buffy facing the master. And the master is showing his full potential as the oldest vampire on record. He's this- being super <laughs> gross, dude. This fool like- is turning invisible, dude. He's turning yeah. invisible. He catches arrows that she shoots at him yeah. with a crossbow, dude. Dead in the air. <laughs> becomes an invisible scary voice yeah he's just this voice right and he's like um you know he's just goading her and she's like come out you know so i can face you and he's like i want this moment to last (laughs) (laughs) and i just feel like he is somewhere like with his tight ass leather pants just like rubbing himself up against like a crumbling brick pile dude (laughs) like i want this moment to last Bro, yeah, he's really creepy, dude. And then all of a sudden, he is fucking behind her, behind her, grinding up against her, dude, and using his mind powers to basically hold her hostage. Yes, and then he bites her, dude. Yeah, he feeds. He, so he like takes off her leather jacket, dude, in like a creepy sexual way <laughs> while he's like standing behind her and then like whispers into her ear. And he's like, if you hadn't come, I couldn't <laughs> go. 
<laughs> and then he's like, haha, just think about that for a second. And then he just bites her. He's like, <laughs> and that's where we have the single tear. Yeah. Yes. Because she can't speak because she's telepathically bound, basically. Mm-hmm. Dude, and he bites her and he yells, oh God, <laughs> the power. <laughs> he just came. <laughs> Dude, but I thought it was kind of weird. Like, could a vampire even say God? Let's see. Oh, apparent. Maybe he said it with a lowercase g. That makes it different. totally. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, lowercase, <laughs> lowercase g. Yeah. Yeah, dude. dude. And then he throws her in some <laughs> nasty sewer puddle. puddle. <laughs> it's so gross. Face down. She just he's in like her thanks. white ass dress, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, by the way, I like your dress. And then dips. He's I like, like your dress. <laughs> he would compliment it, dude. He's like, where did you get that? <laughs> How could you afford such a tasteful took, dress? Yeah, he's like, he definitely kept her leather jacket, dude. Like, when he took it off, he was like, oh, I'm keeping this. Dude, and now he can go to the surface. He fully dips out. He's like, yeah, fully dude, he free. can like get through the weird like time lapse imagery. The weird thing. blurry. Yeah, thing. the blurry shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. And then, so I don't know. I'm like, is she, so he bit her. Yeah. But just had drank a little snack, right? Yeah. He just a little, a little snack, a taste. taste. And we already know that like you have to, in order for you to become a vampire, like you you have to drink the person's. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It's like you drink each other's blood. Yes, dude. And so she it's just It's like got... Billy Bob and Angelina having sex. Like yes, that dude. is the process. That's like as coming. far. Yeah, <laughs> okay. exactly, dude. <laughs> got it, got it. And so, yeah, they, she just got bit. And then, so I think that she essentially drowned. Uh-huh. Like that's what happens to like, her. Like kills her. Yeah. And so Angel and Xander find her and Angel kind of like pulls her out of the puddle and he's like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Xander is like, oh, wait, but she drowned, so we can give her CPR. Like, it's not too late. And and then Angel is like, oh, shit, I can't. I don't have any breath. <laughs> Dude, so, Dude, also, so cheesy. Also, I felt like Angel's like, what CPR? <laughs> Because he was, he's from the 1800s. Dude, he knew <laughs> like she's dead. he didn't have breath. Yeah, totally. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he did know. He did He know. comes okay, from okay. the time when like they would bury people when they had comas. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, dead. <laughs> okay, so both of them do not see her bite mark. Dude, so yes, this totally confirms though, like what you had thought, Amanda, previously that Angel can't breathe. The vamps don't breathe in this universe that's pretty dope could he just like walk around underwater like in pirates of the caribbean (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like yeah (laughs) that's pretty sick (laughs) okay so buffy wakes up okay um and she's like cpr works cpr works and i bet xander probably had a heart on because he's like i'm totally mouthing buffy up right now (laughs) Dude, for sure. And he's kind of touching her boobs. Top oh boobs. Best part of the boob. <laughs> um, and she wakes up and she's like, dude, I feel different. 
I feel stronger now. And yeah. so, but Xander and Angel don't know that she's been bitten. And we don't know what the repercussions of that are. But whatever, there's for whatever no, reasons. Yeah, there's no explanation for this. She's yeah, just like, I, I feel better now. Yeah, I'm good <laughs> to go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I feel best, the best I've felt in years. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and this part was amazing. Okay, so it's her, Xander, and Angel, and they're walking back to Sunnydale, and we get a walk with the Buffy theme song playing in the background. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. I got goosebumps. Me too. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very badass, dude. So the scene they come upon is back to the gang that's been in the library this whole time and now like a three-headed dick monster has appeared. <laughs> Dude, I say it was it so like, phallic i thought it looked like what's inside of those like green tubes in super mario brothers dude like if you got the whole thing out it was like little plant monster thing uh-huh totally okay I yeah. that's what it looked like but dick monster is maybe more accurate. it looked like three dicks that were connected and they had teeth like the head opened up to like teeth but it was like uncircumcised yeah yeah it yeah. was all wrinkly and then there were so many tentacles that were dick tentacles like at first i was like i guess there's a snake in the library like that was <laughs> but it was like flesh color like, yeah and it was like moving around dude yeah it was like pink dick colored yeah yeah it yeah. was so gross yeah dude so yeah there's a three-headed dick monster that's broken through the floor of the library i guess that's like the demon hell monster that like the master controls he was calling it my child yeah it's like his familiar or whatever maybe or maybe it's actually a child of his i don't know he's been around for a long time (laughs) maybe true that and so he's just like on some roof He's on the roof of the library. He's watching because he's looking down. So, dude, this whole time, the library's roof is just a, like, dope glass skylight. skylight. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That was revealed this episode. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's not affected by the earthquake, even though the roof literally cracked. Yeah, the roof cracked, but this like glass part was fine. Okay, so he's up on the roof and he's like totally enjoying watching the game. Dude, and when like the dick monster comes up, he claps so lightly and he like does this (laughs) thing where he just makes his like palms touch and like does not bend his fingers, dude. Dude, He claps, he claps like gold member, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. That's what he's clapping like. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very gentle clapping. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, and then so Buffy is up there, right? Because she's like, I need to fight this fool. And this is where we get the best line of the episode. <laughs> Agreed. 
and Buffy calls him fruit punch mouth dude. And <laughs> it is so good dude I feel like I've already commented on how red his face is and how he said it looked like fruit punch no I, I think he just said that he needs chapstick dude. and so yeah it's obviously like chap damp and chapped in the hell and um yeah it has affected his skin and <laughs> <laughs> and it looks exactly like he's been chugging fruit punch out of like straight out of the pitcher. <laughs> so it got all over his mouth. <laughs> yeah. So good, dude. Spot on. Dude, but the master is super shocked to see her. He's like, wait, you're she's like, dead. You're dead. That's what the prophecy said. <laughs> and she's and- like, I may be dead, but I'm still pretty. And I want that on my urn. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so they have like a two second fight honestly i felt like this was a little anticlimactic i've seen better season finales um like uh villain wise in the buffy verse because they just have like the standard like punching and like grunting mm-hmm. and like kick noises fight and um Buffy eventually just throws him through the skylight because she sees like an exposed wood, like stake-like thing on the ground. And he just like pushes him through and he's like, ah, and like falls (laughs) on the stake. Dude, and then he turns to dust, but stays a skeleton. But his skeleton stays. What is that about? I don't know, dude. Why does he get a skeleton? There's no, yeah, there's fucking no explanation for it. Just like there's no explanation as to like why his hypnosis doesn't work on her anymore. Like, I guess we're supposed to assume that it's because he bit her, but dude, that doesn't make any fucking sense. So, <laughs> dude, so like, know. is she dead? She died. She did die. Okay. She did die. She it's a technicality. Okay. Yes. yes. So the prophecy technically was, was true. Back. Okay. Yes. It's like her heart stopped. And yes. Okay. That's why they were administering CPR. Okay. Yes. So yeah. for, the li- if for the listeners, if there's still a, pu- a pulse, we do the breathing, but no chest compressions because <laughs> you could kill that person. <laughs> nice, dude. Keep yeah. that in mind. The more you know, the more yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> dude, and that, that's it. That's basically it. And then Buffy rejoins the gang downstairs and everybody at this point wants to disassociate because they all agree to go to prom. Yeah. Um, because yeah, what they else saved there, the world. Yeah. What, what else is there? She's got her dress on. And they are like, uh, someone, I, I forget if it's like Giles or Miss Calendar, but someone's like, should we like get this skeleton out of the library? <laughs> and Buffy and was like, like no, no, dude, don't worry about it. He's not going anywhere. And I just was thinking like, <laughs> once again, there's just de- like evidence for crimes to yeah. shoot about, and no one's really concerned about. Dude, and like at this point, dude, the state of the library is that the the glass skylight of the roof is broken. All of the bookshelves have fallen, and all the books are on the ground, and the ceiling literally cracked during the earthquake, and the floor has been imploded in, dude, because of the dick monster that came through. So, I don't know, dude. (laughs) They have a lot of work to do to get this library ready for next um, semester. (laughs) Dude, I guess this was at a point in the show, too, though, where, like, they weren't sure that... So they, 
had already like shot all of these episodes before they found out that they were going to get signed on for another season. So this episode was supposed to be a potential end all. And I think that that is maybe why the fight with the master is a little anticlimactic because they spent so much time trying to tie off loose ends in other places in the episode. Um, And then I also think that's why they didn't give a fuck completely destroying the library because it was like, maybe we don't even have to revisit this and yeah. come back to it. And if we do, it's a whole summer away <laughs> because this is the end of the season. So I guess we just have to accept that like the Sunnydale High School has crazy good contractors <laughs> that are like on site at all times. Yeah, dude. And yeah, they're like Kiwanis Club must make fucking bank to like handle <laughs> this shit, dude. Dude, yeah, they're having pancake breakfasts all summer. <laughs> Spaghetti <laughs> dinners. <laughs> to pay for this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's it. I can't believe that here we are, listeners. It's Halloween 2020. Halloween. When did we start? I feel like, did we start this in March or April? Um, I'm not sure once we actually started releasing episodes how, when that was. Okay, because it's been a long journey (laughs) and we kind of just started this on a whim Yeah, when uh, everything closed down and look at us now we are completely done with the whole season. Yay. Good job. Yeah. Thanks for coming along the ride, Fang Gang. Truly, I've really enjoyed this season. I thought that the um, I thought that the season finale was really good. I think that they all are definitely becoming better actors. I do agree <laughs> that we have really there was I mean just night and day. I think from episode one to mm-hmm. this episode, um, and I think that we've gotten some like pretty deep character development, which I'm honestly not surprised because if you look at you know like what. Joss Whedon was able to do with Firefly, you know, which one season, one season. Yeah. I'm not really surprised, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, And yeah, just appreciate everyone for coming along this journey with us and look out for, we'll have a fun like season one recap episode coming out next. And then we'll take a little break before coming back with season two. But yeah we got renewed everyone yeah Yeah. self-renewed and we're gonna come we'll come back strong season two so thank you yeah thanks everyone for listening please if you know if you know anyone who likes Buffy or if you're enjoying listening you know share share Slayer Lair with somebody we really appreciate it um we yeah we're excited to grow Like and subscribe. Yes, Like and subscribe. Smash that like button. (laughs) Yeah, and then if you could also give us a rating and review, that actually helps a lot for other people to be able to find Slayer Lair. So if you listen, if you like, um, either on Spotify or on the Apple Podcast app. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Thanks, bye. This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and Jen Rath. It was edited by Jen Rath. Our theme music is by Daniel Nico and James Bassa. 
Thanks, everyone, for listening.